Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. This evening, we want to be talking on the peace of God. The peace of God. There is something the Bible says in the book of um, John chapter 14. Can we look at that scripture? John chapter 14, I read from verse 27. Hallelujah. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the word gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Peace I live with you. You know, when you have old parents and they're about to leave the world, they want to talk to their children and give the last word to them. And so, when Jesus in this verse was talking to the disciples, he said, before I leave, I want to give you something. He said, I will give you my peace. So the peace is not the peace of any other person. It is the peace of God himself. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the word gives. So that means there is peace that the word can give. Or the word has its own kind of peace it can give. But Jesus was referring to his own peace. He said, not as the word gives, do I give to you. The kind of peace the word gives is different from the, the peace that Jesus gives. The, word that, the kind of peace that the word gives is the kind of peace that it tells you what you can enjoy now, irrespective of what the consequences of that joy might be. The world can say, well, if you have a lot of drinks and you get drunk, you can be happy at that time. But when the world gives you that kind of joy, it's just a matter of time. By the time those things goes up, the alcohol goes out of uh, your brain, your mind, you will begin to think again the state. You begin to feel what you have been feeling before. But when Jesus said, I will give you my peace, Jesus has a kind of peace. That's why the Bible calls him the Prince of Peace. He is peace himself. So he wanted to give his children the kind of peace that he has. You cannot give somebody what you don't have. So he was to give us the, or he has given to us the kind of peace that he himself has and operates on. And that is why, you know, when he came here on the earth, he was so peaceful in all his ways. The only time he got angry and was angry was when he entered into the temple. And he said he took the cane and started flogging the people. He said, you have taught my father's house to become a dance of, you know, a place of merchandise. 
place of buying and selling. Because they were busy looking at the animals and they would look at those animals and give, you know, the prize and the, the, the priests were very busy with business in the temple. But when he was going, he said, my peace, I will give you my peace. And that is the kind of peace I believe tonight that God wants to give to every one of us. The world we are now, it, it, we have so much, you know, going on right now, particularly in Nigeria. And so many things are happening. You finish school, there is no work. The parents that helped to train you to that level, you are still eating their food. <laughs> So we don't even know when it's going to end. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus is saying, my peace I give to you. Just be peaceful. Just be peaceful. We need to take responsibility of our lives where we don't experience being aggravated or being frustrated. A lot of young people today are, are frustrated. They are filled with so much pain in their hearts because of the things that are happening. But in the midst of all this, you need to take responsibility of yourself to be peaceful. Because it is in the midst of peace that you can get your blessing. You cannot get your blessing in the midst of trouble, midst of of fears, worries, anxieties, pains, panic. I always tell people that you don't take decision when you are angry. Because if you are upset, maybe with your wife, and you begin to talk, and begin to take decision, and begin to talk about the, the union, instead of facing the challenge that came up. Because a lot of people, when they are angry, they leave the problem and they begin to talk of other things. Maybe there was much pepper in the soup. <laughs> and instead of talking about the pepper, you now begin to talk about the cooking. You are not a good, you don't know how to cook. You are a very bad cook. You know, you should go for training. I've been saying I made a mistake in this marriage. <laughs> So you begin to bring so many things into what you're supposed to address. You wanted to address about the pepper in the soup. That has not, nothing to do with knowing how to cook or not knowing how to cook. It's just about the pepper. Your pepper today, and it's only this one. <laughs> it's not a constant thing, but you want to bring matters from five years ago Maybe two months ago, maybe you just got married. You know? I begin to talk about it. So, when things like that happen, instead of addressing the issue, you are bringing so many other things. But tonight, God is telling us that he has given us peace. Say, I have peace. And one thing about the peace, you know, in the book of Galatians chapter... Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace. So this peace is a fruit of the spirit. And as a child of God, what you need, the inward building of your quality of your life is the fruit of the spirit. You need to have these qualities in you so that you can be able to attain, to be able to move high, move to the next level. So the fruit of the spirit is peace. And if God is, if Christ was saying he gives us peace, that means he expects as a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, then the fruit of the Spirit must be manifested in you. The fruit of the Spirit, which is part of it is peace. But the way it is arranged is what really caught my interest. It said that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. They just follow themselves together. You know, when there is love in your heart, and when there is joy in your heart, you will have peace. It flows. Even in the family, when there is peace, when there is love, when the, the husband is pioneering the, 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 the work of love in the family, as God expects of him to love his wife. And then when he takes that, you know, as a, a priority in his life, he loves his wife. He creates an atmosphere of joy. There is no way that you can love your wife that you will not find joy in your wife. Because you are giving her love. And then she will give you back joy. And when you have joy, you have peace. So, when the husband set that in motion, the love, joy, flows as it is being mentioned, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And then, the other one, the next verse. Gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. Now we see that the fruit of the spirit is what builds the peace we are talking about. And when we have that fruit of the spirit in us, it brings, generates peace. And so peace is not absence of war. It's not until maybe there is no crisis before you can be peaceful. That's what Jesus was saying. It is not like the world kind of peace. The kind of peace the world knows is when there is no war, the whole nation is peaceful and everywhere. But the kind of peace we are talking about, even when there is crisis in the world, that is why the Bible says in the Philippians, in the book of Philippians, can we look at that? Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace that we're talking about 
is the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the kind of peace that makes you to be at peace when there is war. When there is crisis, when there is confusion, you are still at peace inside of you. It is the kind of peace that is not dictated by the situations around you. It is an indwelling grace and peace that God, you know, put inside of us. So he said that, no, the verse six there is talking about anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. That means, in, a, in the cases of anxiety, in the cases of, of uh, trouble, of pains, worries, and every other thing, we should make it as a supplication. We should bring it as a point of prayer. That is, in every situation, we need to pray, we need to subdue, we need to stop, we need to, you know, paralyze whatever that wants to, you know, key the peace of God in us. So he said that by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request as regarding your peace be made known to God. Let the request that causes the anxiety that made you to be in that position of pains, of anger, of bitterness, hatred, hurt, and whatever, you know, let that situation be brought before your God. And then it is when you make that known to God, when that request is made known to God, then the verse 7, now say, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts. What we need to do in the troubled world now is we need a guiding spirit of peace in our hearts. Let the peace of God rule in our inner man. Let the peace of God rule in our hearts so that we can be able to, you know, do the right thing at the right time. Blessed be the Lord. So stop allowing yourself to be agitated or to be disturbed. And do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated or, or cowardly and unsettled. You must come to a point in your life that you allow yourself to be settled, have peace in you. The peace of God. What we need in this troubled time now is the peace of God. And the Lord will give you peace in Jesus' name. God's peace is for you. God promised it and it is for you and it is for whosoever. It's not just for the pastor. The peace God is talking about is not just for the pastor. It's not for anybody. It is for everybody. Amen. So, but for those who are frustrated, those who are downcasted, who are being pained, striking, all of you are qualified for the peace of God. Hallelujah. So ways to practice peace. What are the ways you can use to practice the peace of God? Anyway, before then, let's go to um, 
Let's go to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. It's the case of a man called Gideon. At this time, the children of Israel were facing so much trouble. They were facing so much crisis. And Gideon was hiding from the Midianites. But something happened. Something happened. The angel of God came to him and said, he said, alas, no, let's look at uh, chapter um, 6 verse 21. Then the angel of the Lord Let's look at um, chapter 6, verses 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all his miracles? which our forefathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So the Midianites were actually tormenting Israelites at this time, and he was gathering wheat and hiding it. So the angel of God now came. He said, Thou mighty man of valor. And as they continue in their conversation, we are told that um, Gideon suddenly discovered, when he made the sacrifice, he discovered that it was an angel of God. And he became afraid. And um, in verse 22, in verse 22 of that same scripture, it said, now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Next one. Then the Lord said unto him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Gideon was thinking he was going to die. Why? Because he has seen the angel of God. You can't see an angel of God or you see God and you will not die. So he was afraid. But what the point I'm trying to point to you, in the midst of fear, in the midst of helplessness, in verse 24, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah at Abiezrite. So Gideon built an altar. He said, Jehovah Shalom. Shalom is, is a Hebrew word of greeting. Even they greet Shalom to people. That is peace. Peace. Anyone they see Shalom. You know, so Gideon now built that altar and said, Jehovah Shalom. That is the Lord is peace. You are having God that is a God of peace. And you cannot be wallowing in confusion. 
there is no confusion that can overtake you because you have the Lord, our peace. So in the midst of crisis, always remember that you have the Lord who is peace. The Lord who is peace. In your family, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are passing through, always know that Jehovah is what? Peace. And that peace should be part of you. Should be something that is always coming out from you. Let nothing take away your peace. That's why it is a decision. You must take a decision. You must make up your mind. I will not allow my heart to be at war. I will not be at war. I must have peace. Amen? So, peace is a gift from God. And we must embrace it. And we must allow this peace to really work in us at this time. In your family, no matter, you may not see everything that you are looking for. You may not be exactly what you have been looking for, but let the peace of God be in you. Let nothing take away your peace. Let delays not take away your peace. Let trials not take away your peace. Let joblessness not take away your peace. Let lack of husband or wife not take away your peace. Because this peace cannot be traded by anything. It is the peace from God. Hallelujah. So ways to practice peace. Number one is time management. If you know how to manage your time, you will not be, you know, carried away with so many things. You'll not be doing many things at the same time and you miss out from having peace of mind. So when you know how you allocate your time in different areas of your operation, you will have peace. There will be no crisis with your time. And also, be prepared to say no nicely. Amen. You should be able to say no nicely. Some people, they get into lack of peace, restlessness, because they don't know how to say no to issues they cannot handle. So, you have to practice and prepare yourself how to communicate and say no that you cannot be able to do that and say it in a nice way. Hallelujah. So saying it nicely. I'm sorry I would have done this, but, you know, just before you came, I had planned this, this, this. Amen? You know how to say it nicely. And then resist procrastination. Some of us, we get into trouble because we procrastinate. I will do it later, I will do it later. And at the end of it, there's so much to be done. And at the end, you may not be able to do it. And you get worried, you get disturbed, and things like that. So you need to stop procrastination. And eliminate distraction. You don't have to be distracted. You have to know what you need to do and do it at the right time. Set appropriate boundaries for 
interruptions. Set appropriate boundaries for interruptions. What do I mean by that? You have to set boundaries. Maybe like when you want to, when you want to do something and you don't want things to be interrupted in them. You have to set boundaries. In this case, I don't want this to come this way. I don't want this to happen and things like that. And then listen to the Holy Spirit. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit to be able to practice peace. There are some discussions that you don't need to engage in so that it doesn't disrupt your peace. And you need to listen. At times, you know, you can be talking to somebody and the Holy Spirit can say, stop. Don't say anything again. And if that can be practiced in the family, even when a little thing, normally in families, little, little things that brings uh, confusion, quarreling, disagreement. So when, you know, you know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. You'll be talking, everybody is laughing. Sometimes it happens even when everyone is laughing. And then before you know it, the story will not change. And the other person is not happy. And if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you will keep talking. But there is a point the Holy Spirit will say, don't say anything. And the person that is getting angry will find himself talking and you are not responding. And you will not fight at the end of it. Amen? You discover that you didn't fight. But if you have spoken, fight would have broken up and or confusion, disagreement, bitterness, anger, and all of that. So, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you by the peace of God to know what to do part time and modify your life, know what you can do to save your time. Like for instance, as a, a, a woman or as a man want to organize birthday, and you know as a woman you're alone. You, you need to think of the dishes you are going to wash if you want to use dishes. You know you don't have time. You go and buy paper plates and, you know, disposable spoons. When everybody uses it, you throw it away. You will not end up to be frustrated and, you know, washing and getting tired. Praise the Lord. So you have to modify your life. You have to think of what you can do to save much tension and pressure from your side. Praise the Lord. So that is what I have to do to practice peace. Some things, when you overwork yourself, you become restless and there will be no peace in your mind. But when you know how to modify your life, you know that some things you don't necessarily need to do it. Some things you need to improvise so that you don't get yourself too busy all the day. Praise the Lord. Making birthdays, cooking, to, or you can turn maybe serious cooking to snacks. Since you don't have the time to do the cooking, you can go and get snacks. And sometimes snacks are easy to even prepare. You can just do some buns and give them to eat and mix, and mix some drinks together. 
put them in disposable cups. And when they, when they drink, they throw it away, you know. You don't need to wash cups. You don't need to wash plates. Praise the Lord. So, that will help to keep us peaceful. That will help to keep us restful. Glory be to God. So, the peace of God that keeps, keeps your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That keeps you restful in Christ. You just rest in him. You just know that there is nothing to worry about. That the things actually you get worried about don't even happen. You just get worried over issues that are not happening. At the end you discover that it didn't even happen. Ah, What happened? Nothing happened. You were worried for nothing. So that is why our peace must be jealously guided. Amen. I say amen. Amen. So benefits of God's kind of peace. What benefit do we have when we allow the peace of God in our lives? Good health. What do I say? Good health. A lot of people are suffering from different kinds of diseases today because of Lack of peace. Peace keeps you in good health. And then number two, positive mindset. You have to be positively minded. You have to always know that there is something God says and what God says is final. So you are not carried away with, you just begin to analyze things that happen. What has this thing has happened now? Eh? So, uh, maybe something bad will happen. And you start thinking about something bad. You are not positively minded. You are thinking of negative things. But when you, you, you have the peace of God, you, you don't allow your mind to, you don't allow your mind to be abused by negative thoughts. A lot of people are full of negative thoughts. There was this man of God I read about, you know, in their country, they believe that anybody with a long neck will likely have tuberculosis. So he used to think of that thing, and he happens to have a long neck. (laughs) So with that long neck, eventually, he started suffering from tuberculosis. So he was in the hospital one day, when the Holy Spirit visited him and the Lord began to let him understand that how did he get this tuberculosis? He now started thinking, how do I get was it, was I contacted did I contact it through somebody that has it or how did it come? He now remembered that he was thinking about tuberculosis since he was a child that long neck people we always have tuberculosis. So it was from there that he now realized that, ah, but in my family, nobody has tuberculosis. So this tuberculosis is not the original one. I can't, I cannot have tuberculosis. And from there, I started thinking something different. And before you know it, he stopped coughing and then 
when the doctor came the next day, he now said, ah, you don't have cough. You don't have tuberculosis. He said, yes, I don't have. I don't have. And then he jumped up from the bed. He was sick before that time. The whole body was feeling sickly. But immediately started thinking positively. Then, you know, God began to assure him that he doesn't have it. Positive mindset can give us a very great benefit as people that God has given peace. I want you to know that this peace is given to you and I. It is something that God gave us and we can hold on to it. Hallelujah. And then hope. Peaceful. You know, hope is, you know, you need to have hope. As a child of God, you must have hope. The peaceful are hopeful. And the hopeful are peaceful. When you have hope that you know that your own will not be like Mr. B. You know, like most women, when they are pregnant, they'll be looking out for neighbors that didn't make it in the delivery. <laughs> and they will be thinking that, oh, in fact, my neighbor, my, I had about my neighbor, I had. But you are not your neighbor. And what God has for you is different from what God, is what maybe it's God that has for the neighbor or it was the devil. So you are not the same. So you have to hold on unto hope. Believing God for the word given to us by his word. Build, building and fortifying relationship. Make sure that your relationships are peaceful. Make sure that in your family you have peace with your wife. You have peace with your husband. Very, very important. You know, husband and wives are fond of maybe little, little things and you don't talk to each other for two, three days. <laughs> and everybody is putting on face and things like that. When issues come, handle it. Settle it and move on with your life. You don't have to keep building on offenses. So when you do that, you are maintaining peace. Your peace must not be joked or must, must not be traded with any little, little crisis that has no meaning. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Satisfaction and contentment is what also can bring peace. When you are satisfied with what you have, the problem with people is that you are not satisfied. At least thank God for the one you have so that he can give you more. But if the one he has given you, there's no appreciation over it and you are looking for another one. You know, they told a story about a dog that had a bone in his mouth and was passing by the bridge and there was that shadow of the bone. He saw another dog and it was himself. So he thought, ah, another dog is carrying a bigger bone than this one. So the dog now was, ah, that bone is bigger than the one I'm carrying. And it was him that the shadow was, you know. So he now jumped into it and that was how he lost his bone and he couldn't get that one. So contentment 
what you have, thank God for it so that he can give you more. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 12, chapter 55, verse 12 to 13. Isaiah 55, 12 to 13. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. That is the word of God for you. You will go out with joy and be led with peace. The Lord will lead you with peace. Anytime you go out, anytime you wake up, you woke up from your sleep, you get ready to go out, you will be led with the peace of God. You are not, you are not going to leave your house in war. Wall of the mind, wall of the future, of the happenings around you. The Lord is telling us you will go out with joy and you'll be led with the peace of God. And when you start going, he said the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing because of you. You see, peace is contagious. When you are, you have peace, every other thing around you will just take place. We just, you know, follow suit. He said, the mountains and the hills shall break forth. Whatever mountains have confronted you, as you go out with peace, they will bow. Mountains shall crumble because of the peace of God upon your life. And that is why when people have peace, you discover that even in your office, people will just like to come around you. Because people don't like going to where people that are content, you know, always quarreling and fighting. People will run away from you. But a man of peace is a man of the people. People will rally around you. Mountains will crumble. And that is why at this time, it is necessary for us to walk with the peace of God. Where there is no peace, everybody is crying. People are shouting in offices, in government. Government say they don't have money. People are saying they they don't have money. Everybody is saying there is no money. But we have the peace of God. And that peace of God is going to bring every mountain down before us. And we are going to succeed in the season where people are saying it is hard. Where people are saying it is difficult. We are going to break every mountain. We are going to crush mountains. We are going to march on and, and, and move on victoriously. I believe that in this day of the peace of God, God wants to take somebody to the next level. God wants to give somebody something you've been looking for. God wants to give you something that he wants to birth something in your life, a new thing in your life. Because the peace of God is able to bring down every mountain. Hallelujah. And the hill shall break forth into singing before you. Glory to God. And so this, this evening, you will be released out of this place with the peace of God. The guiding peace. That is, God is going to give you an angel of peace that will be leading you to everywhere you go from this moment. In this season, there will be a guiding peace that will go with you. And as it's going with you, mountains will bow. Hills will clap before you. Difficulties will crumble. 
situations will bow because the peace of God is with you. Hallelujah. The prince of peace. When Gideon, after he made that altar to the Lord, now declared it, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. That means he will not die. Gideon did not die. None of us shall die in the season of recession. Because the peace of God is with us. Glory be to God. Whatever you are facing, know that the peace of God is with you. So you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be discouraged. Glory to God. And the favor of people will come upon you. God will send people with their favors begin to come unto you. That is what you know the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Colossians 3 15. Let's look at what the Lord says. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. You know what it means to rule? That is mean to control, to be in charge, to be a leading agent over your life. Let the peace of God become your leading, your leading guide. Something that will lead you. We rule, control, be in charge of you. Let this peace, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I don't know how many people will want the peace of God to rule their hearts. Can we see the amplified of that? The Lord will give us peace that will rule in our hearts in Jesus' mighty name. And let the peace, soul, harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ one body you were also called to live and be thankful appreciative giving praise to God always that is what the peace of God will do of us i said that is what the peace of God will do inside of us amen he said just let it that means that we can let it and we, can, we may not let it. So it is in our power to let the peace come inside of us. It is in your power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is in your power. If it was not, God would have, Jesus would not, you know, have made it that late and late. You are the one to let. Because Christ has already given us the peace. So you are the one now to let the peace. Now take deep root of you. Rule your heart. Control. Be in charge. And let it act as an umpire. Glory to God. Let the peace of God just build an umpire inside of you. So that everything about you is settled. And he said, in your heart, deciding and settling with finality. Let the peace of God be the one to finally settle every question in your mind. And of course, when, you, when the peace of God is at work, then whatever that is settled 
it is of God. And whatever that is of God, it shall stand. Glory be to God. So the peace of God will settle everything in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. And First Peter chapter 3 verse 11. First Peter 3 verse 11. It said, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Okay? First Peter 3 11. First Peter 3.11 Glory to God. We are waiting, brother. <laughs> First Peter 3.11 Okay. Something is happening. Glory to God. Okay, First Peter three eleven. Let him, let him eschew evil, and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. Let him seek peace and ensure it. But I like the version that said, "Let him pursue it." So you have to pursue peace. Like the Bible says, "Follow peace with all men." Let follow peace, pursue it. No, that means peace. When even peace is running, pursue and bring it back. Hallelujah. In the family, we have to pursue peace. Even when situations doesn't want peace to reign. You know, there are situations that comes up in the family and it is as if, uh, you know, it cannot be settled again. But as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a wife, both of you must pursue peace. You must seek for peace. He said, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So even if peace is running, you know some families, no peace. The peace is running. Pursue peace and bring it back. Don't let the devil take hold of your marriage and take hold of your family. Pursue peace until peace reigns. And in fact, the Bible said, let not the sun go down, you know, upon your anger. So even when you are angry, you don't have to allow the anger to persist. If you have stayed one day without greeting each other, you better change. Hmm. Husband and wife, I didn't know it's like this though. Ah, is this how marriage is? Marriage is wonderful. But when you now want to handle it as devil, devil will give you what to do. <laughs> he will tell you that, in fact, you can even keep malice. You can fight. You can quarrel. Like I told us the other time, since I got married to my husband about 30, how many years now? Eh? There is no, we've not fought. We've not fought. Praise the Lord. But that doesn't mean that we don't have misunderstanding. You know what? The kind of fight is like coming out to now begin to shout on each other, begin to quarrel. And people that live with us, they don't even know when we have misunderstanding. You won't even know. And when we do, when there's misunderstanding, we don't even allow the devil into it. 
we take him out of it. It's not his business. This one, God's people are having problem. We will settle it. <laughs> we will settle it. So the devil has no business with it. And we don't give him the chance. So we can't even allow him to allow malice, bitterness, uh, you know, frowning, faces, changing, you know, doing all manner of uh, games. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we ensure that we settle it. And when we are settling it, we settle in a way that nobody is shouting. We settle it for understanding. That's why it's called misunderstanding. Then there's, there's need for what? Understanding. So it means the other person didn't understand it. So we have to make the person understand. And when somebody is to understand something, it is not to shout. It's not to, to, to get angry over it. It's to settle down. Okay, as it is like this. This is what happened. You know what I was doing? You know what I was saying? I was, this is what I meant. This is how I was thinking. I don't know, you know, but the way you are taking it. <laughs> this is what it means. Oh, I didn't know that was what you had. Okay, it's alright. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and then we move on with our lives. You know, marriage is between two good forgivers. If you learn to forgive, you forgive and move on with your life. Praise be to God. If you can't forgive, you can't marry you. Better work on your forgiveness before marriage. You know, that's why we talk about courtship. Courtship is a season, it's a time where you notice some things in the life of each other and then you work on it to trash it so that it doesn't follow you into marriage. Hallelujah. Because that marriage must enjoy peace. Hallelujah. You know, the woman of Samaritans, Jesus said, ah, ah, five husbands, and even out of this, none of them is your own. So that woman was into the hands of many men, tossing here and there, and none of them was at the end the husband. <laughs> it shall never be our portion. May we not toss our sisters up and down. The one you will find is your own. And, and uh, our men too, women will not toss them up and down. <laughs> you will not be tossing you up and down. The one you find will be the right person. So that peace can reign. The reason why there is not peace in many marriages today and a lot of problems is happening is because people are not yielded to God. So you discover that you are marrying people that have not really been, you know, had, that had no encounter with God. And you don't marry somebody to come and make her born again in the house. <laughs> you marry... When the person is born again, is the one you will marry. You don't marry somebody who is not yet born again. 
You will suffer because you are not the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that saves people, not you. No, it's a very good character person, nice. That is stories. The Bible is talking about don't be unequally yoked together with what? Unbelievers. He can be kind person, he can be loving, nice, but he's not born again. And that has a lot to do. Has a lot to say about relationship. As far as marriage and child of God is concerned. Glory be to God. So we are talking about peace. I'm just, you know, diverting to, let me not go there again. You know, so peace, 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 peace. Christ has given us peace. Not as the word give it. Hallelujah. Not as the word give it. Now in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, Jesus was talking on the sermon on the mount. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. You have to become a peacemaker. Every child of God supposed to be a peacemaker. In fact, a husband and wife must be both peacemakers. So God gives you that responsibility in the family as a peacemaker. So you must follow peace, you must pursue it until it is found. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 14 verse 19 Make effort to do what leads to peace. Let's look at that. Okay? Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. The problem with people is that people are not edifying. People are with you is fight and quarrel, you know, contention. Before you leave the place you visit, quarrel must break out of it. The Bible is talking about things, pursue, you know, the things which make for peace. There are things that are made for peace. And there are things that are made for war, fight, quarrel, scatter. You just scatter ground, you know. (laughs) Things that are made for peace are things by which one may edify that you can, you say, oh, thank God, brother, so and so visited my house. But there are some people who visit you and you pray, Lord, let them not come back here. (laughs) You will not like them to come back because they must make trouble before they go. But we are looking at as children of God that anywhere you go, you try to edify somebody Edify, let your words be edifying, let it be seasoned, seasoned words like salt, you know, peaceful words. Glory be to God. Then lastly, lastly, Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. Second Thessalonians 3, 16. Now may the Lord or peace himself give you peace always in every way always in every way can we see the amplified please always that the lord be with you you know let's look at the amplified say now may the lord of peace 
himself grant you his peace. The peace of his kingdom. At all times. And in all ways. Under all circumstances. And conditions. Whatever comes. The Lord be with you. And that is the word I want to leave with you this evening. That the Lord give you peace at all times. The peace we are talking about is not peace only in the church. It's the peace when you are alone. It's the peace when you are many together. It's the peace when you are in difficulties, uh, difficult situation. It's the kind of peace that comes even when there's no money in your pocket. It is the peace when you go for a job and they still disappointed you. That the Lord is with you all the time at all situations, in every circumstances, in every condition, when you are under labor, you want to give birth to a baby, in that condition, the peace of God is with you. Glory to God. The Lord will be with us. He has promised us peace. And there is no two ways about it. And that is why I said the peace that, you know, passes all understanding cannot be expressed. It's a kind of peace that Jesus had that, you know, he despised the death on the cross. And he went because of the promise ahead of him. That is the kind of peace. For the glory that was set ahead of him, he despised whatever he was passing through. I want to let you know, whatever you are passing through, remember that the peace of God is with you. And this peace of God will be with you all the time. When you are looking for something and you have not gotten, the peace of God is still with you. And when you have gotten it, the peace of God is still with you. The peace of God will sustain the blessing of God upon our lives. The peace of God will bring added joy to you. The peace of God will make you to get what even anxiety and panic worries cannot give you. And that is the kind of peace the Lord is giving to you tonight. Can we rise up upon our feet? Let's rise up upon our feet. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace that God himself will give. The peace of his kingdom. The peace of the kingdom promises. Whatever that has been promised to you, the peace of God will make it available to you. The peace of God will deliver them into your hands. The peace of God. The peace that has to do with the kingdom blessing. The kingdom inheritance. The kingdom sustenance. The kingdom sustenance blessing. I want you to begin to talk to God and thank him for the peace he has given to us. For the peace of God that is all over us. The peace that the world cannot take from us. The peace that no one takes from us, it is the peace that heaven has given to us. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.